Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast with your boy, Torres Finney, and my co-host, Tyler Layfield. What's up, Tyler? What it do? What it do? Good to be here, man. Good to see you. Oh, man, I'm good. I'm great, brother. Look, I mean, look, I ain't going to lie to you. Let's just go ahead and get in the nitty-bitty, bitty bit of things, bud, because one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. If yes, not the I hottest. If not the hottest. Uh, that's right. If not the hottest without being the healthiest, without being fully loaded, but they still coming at the top tier teams in the NBA back to back to back to back to back. The Brooklyn Nets. Mm. The team, me and Jackson, both picked to win the NBA Finals because I'm sorry, we could not deny the facts and the facts were right there in front of us. Well, now we start to get some context and they start to come together, baby. Oh, because guess God. what? Kevin Durant, he ain't been playing. You know, some some games Kyrie have been playing. Yeah. But you have guys like Harden. They're playing selfless. You got guys like Kyrie coming out saying, oh, man, Harden, you are the man. You are the point guard. I allow you man. to be the man. Oh, and, and we actually going to get into something like that. Because why didn't Kyrie say that when old King James was oh, in there? Oh, no. Why didn't he say that then? Oh, no. <laughs> we'll get to it. But, uh-huh. The Nets, overall, they have been playing phenomenal. The past five games, they've been some of the best teams in the league. Man. You go from teams like the 76ers. You go to teams like the uh, Utah Jazz. You go to teams like the uh, L.A. Lakers, even though they weren't fully, fully healthy. Yeah, yeah. You go to teams like the Clippers. I mean, bro, the Nets yeah. are proving that they're – and guess what? They're half a game. A half a game from being first place in the East. And literally, just a few games ago, they were 500. Yeah. So it's been really showing, and as I kept saying, once the defense gets going, look, this team's going to be hard to stop. And if everything stay healthy, I don't see nobody stopping them. And heck, I mean, I've been here. To- I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to just say, you know, because you, you bring up a point. You say once the defense gets going, it ain't even about that. It's just we're going to outscore you because to be honest with you, they haven't really changed much defensively in my opinion. I mean, overall they haven't that you're still going to give up well over a hundred points every game. That's just how they do. They just don't, you know, that's just, that's just the nets, but guess what? We're probably going to outscore you. We, we will come in clutch those last five minutes. We can make those shots. We've been seeing it. Harden's been able to make some shots. Kyrie, we saw last night or uh, the other night with uh, DeAndre Jordan putting in the tip in. To, to pretty much win the game for the for the Nets against the Clippers. It's just from night to night, they're going to be pretty clutch when it when it matters most. And that's, you know, not to the detriment of the Clippers, but if we go and look, because I know you like you like to preach about your Clippers too now. You like to preach about your Clippers <laughs> as well as the Nets. And you look at the Clippers, though, you can look at the stats. They haven't been too good in those clutch moments so far this year. And that's, no. one the, that's one of the things that still scares me about that team because you, at some point, you have to know as a team how to put away those kinds of games. And it's, it's just like they get frantic. You know, you look at the pace. In those last five minutes, they'll get to the point where they don't even, like they don't even know how to run like a half-court offense. They'll be trying to rush things. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know where they go with it. But 
They the Nets just to to say it like this, the Nets man, they're just so dangerous offensively. They got shooters on deck. They got three of the top playmakers in the league. Man, I hate to say it, but yeah, it, it definitely looks like you know they're they're the hottest team right now. They're the hottest team, and uh, man, my Lakers. Mm, it sucks without AD right now. It's been intruder, so it's it's rough. It's rough out here for for yeah. You. It, it does it does hurt, but you know, as I said from you know a lot of the times when playoff time hit, I will uh-huh. give this LeBron. When playoff time hits, it don't matter what seed that man is. You better watch out. That's what I'm hoping back. for, baby. That's what I'm I'm hoping that sticks this season. I, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't bet against him during the playoffs. I wouldn't yeah. during the playoffs. Before the NBA Finals, no, I would not bet against him at all throughout mm-hmm. on the road. I, I wouldn't unless he's going against the Clips, but I will get into that as well okay. because I like what you I like what you said about the Clippers. Um, yes, they've been looking a little frantic lately, especially in the clutch. But I also look at them in the clutch and see how many times have they played with their full squad together? Because actually, there was a stat from back the past two seasons. When the full starting five for the LA Clippers have started uh, started a game, they are 50 and 17. So meaning when they're playing with their full five guys, the main guys on the court, which is very seldom, they win majority of those, of, of those games. Meaning and right now, you look at them, you look at Paul George, you look at Kawhi Leonard, and then you see here and ask yourself the question, with those type of playmakers, because Paul George has led his own team in Indiana. Kawhi Leonard had led his own team twice with uh, Toronto and the Spurs. True, so true. you ask these, why is the clutch? What, what, where is this, what is the problem with coming up in a clutch? Well, I mean, it's about, uh, to me, I think sometimes you can be selfless and be like, okay, I'm going to let my teammate do this. And then sometimes you can be too selfless. Yeah, and allow everybody else to do it. You be like, oh, I'm not taking advantage of it when I should. Um, and I think that's actually probably happened with Kawhi. Um, I think he gets too selfless. I think he yeah. um not selfish enough. Sometimes you have to say, okay, I'm the man. Give me the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, and we said, like we said, we sitting here talking about the Nets not doing it. You know, with the Nets being selfless with Harden and Kyrie and Durant and all those boys, but um. Somebody, somebody got to be conscientious. Somebody got to be like, give me the ball. I yeah. think Paul George or Kawhi should do it. I mean, it's been proven that to me, I believe Kawhi is the better clutch player. And Paul George will hit some shots here and there now. But, you know, we've been looking at the slump that Paul George been in the past few years. So it's not enough confidence probably in that Clippers team. And then you got to think about the man at the helm, mm. Tyron Lue. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. What, what type? You know, of it wouldn't be. Don't, don't it wouldn't be a Clipper talk for Torres unless he brought up Tyron Lue. It exactly. You can't sit here and talk about clutch and be like, "Well, the Clippers have been having a problem in the clutch." Have you not seen the man who was in the NBA Finals during the clutch and didn't mm-hmm. even know how many times? Don't even get me yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. Don't even get me started. Yeah. So let let me ask you this. So you you talk about their starting five. You know, let's let's look at some of the starting fives here. You know, we we obviously know, you know, what LA's rocking with. You know, they got LeBron, they got AD, they got Schroeder. Uh, you know, the, normally it's like Mark Gasol, but you know, obviously things can change before you know around playoffs they'll switch around. Then you know, KCP, West Matthews, somebody like that at the two. All right, then you look at the Nets. They got Kyrie, James. They've got you know James Harden. That is. Then uh, lately they've been rocking Joe Harris. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant, whenever he's healthy, and then DeAndre Jordan. Jordan. Something like that, right? So 
what's the best starting five that the Clippers can really come up with? Because I know they've been doing some experimenting themselves, but what would you guarantee is there? I mean, obviously we know Kawhi and Paul George, but who, who would those others? Maybe Ibaka, right? And then some some others? Ibaka? Mm-hmm. Well, you asked yourself this question, and um, you made a good point in the text message about um, them having a true point guard. Uh, I think the way the game has changed a little bit, I don't think they really necessarily need a true point guard. I think guard. they definitely need one. I you think, think so? I, I think, I think they de- I think they need one desperately. You think that's what's hurting them? I think that's one of the reasons they're hurting in the clutch. You you look at it, you got a guy like Beverly who really doesn't do a whole lot of creation, all right? Now, you know, he, he's mainly defending. He'll hit the three ball or, you know, drive into a left, something like that. That's about it. You know, he's going to set up on the perimeter, wait for his shot, spot up, you know, shot. Then you got, you know, Kawhi. Kawhi can create for himself, but let's be real. It's not really a playmaker. He's not m- mostly trying to be a playmaker. He'll try to get his own shot, right? And, yeah. or, you know, he'll, he'll mess with his own shot, but he's not really known to be the kind of guy that's going to be dishing out. Same for Paul George. These are, these guys are like ISO guys, right? And then you got Marcus Morris, who whenever he gets the ball, you know, he's not looking to pass the ball. You know, he's going to try to shoot his own shot. And then he, same thing with Ibaka. I'm seeing a lot yeah. of similar guys. You got Nick Batum, you know, may, maybe Luke Kennard can somehow be worth those millions and, um, you know, Lou Will, but Lou Will is such a liability on the defensive side of the ball. But, that to me, I don't know if they if they really had a good, you know, playmaker on that team. I think I, I don't know. I would be legitimately scared. I think. So they have found a way to get um, um, Ray John Rondo. Would you have more confidence in the Clippers it's at that tough. time? You, you remember tough. he was he was going back and forth between you know potentially the Clippers and you know he went to his son. So you think? I would be. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's, you know, and you have to play the hypothetical right now just because Rondo, if you've been keeping up for those of you Hawks fans out there, I know I know y'all are listening, but, you know, he's been dealing with a lot of injury, you know, this year. He's been yeah. in a lot of games. A healthy Rondo for that Clippers team, like a legit healthy playoff Rondo is scary. It was scary with the Lakers. It, it was. would be scary with the Clippers. I'm telling you, like, that would be difference-making big time. So yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think I think Rondo coming in, I think it would make a huge, huge difference. Yeah, because I'm about to say that's the run, Rondo started hitting double digit assists, man. He started yeah. hitting points. That was like Celtics Rondo, you know, For real. So that was right. scary. That was yeah. really scary. And I mean, I can see your point dealing with the Clippers not having a point guard. I just think they have they have the guys. They have so many good pieces. They really do. They have they have enough pieces to where they can do a lot of different, um, you know, down the stretch. Because Paul George, in my opinion, could play point guard if he needed it. I, I think that is, that just ain't his mo, bro. No, like, that's not. Just, that's not. Look, heck, I, I was listening to. Do it. I was listening to 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 Bill Simmons today. He made the he made the comparison that the Clippers are like a rich man's Boston Celtics. They got the two guys. Boston has, you know, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Both of those guys, they can get their own. You know, they'll ISO it up. They'll, they'll get their own shots. But outside of that, think about it. The playmaker, you know, for I mean, Kimba, you know, he ain't really doing much this year. Same thing for, like, you know, Beverly and all them. You, you know, it's just very similar pieces. And, then you know, you got the big men, you know, going on, the Tice, Thompson, uh, Grant Williams, all that. It's very, very similar. 
in my opinion. And both teams could really use like a playmaker. I don't know. That that's what I see is the weakness for both of those. Yeah. I mean, I can see it both for them too. It's just to me, like I was like I was saying originally, like Kawhi Leonard, you've seen how was he was used to come down to um the court, handling yeah. the ball, dishing out passes, swinging the pass, swinging the ball from corner to corner to corner. I mean, I tend to believe that they could do this without a point guard. But like you say, like you said, it is probably been co- uh, costing them down there during the stretch. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happened during free agency. If they yep. go for any point guard, go for any other guards that can help them. Um, there has been some talks about DeMarcus Cousins. I know. I did see, I I did see the Lakers thinking about trying to go after DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. It would make sense just because of that history. You know, he had a good relationship with the Lakers. They, you know, after even they released him last year, they let him use the practice facility. Um, you know, he's good friends with Anthony Davis. That's right. Just, right now, I just don't – yeah, and LeBron, I just I just don't know the, if the fit – I mean, obviously that fit personality-wise and everything, but we really – the Lakers, what they need right now is a defensive center, and I just don't think – Demarcus is that anymore? If anything, he's like a better, slight upgrade of Marcus All, a, a big that can stretch the floor. I, I just don't know, man. It's 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 tough. I like Demarcus. I like the upside there, but the, the injuries got to take into account here, and it's just about, the play style. They're missing that defensive center this year. Well, what about Andre uh, Andre Drummond? If they could get him, yeah. Oh, I think that'd be yeah. I think that would be a better fit than um. Than, than DeMarcus Cousins for sure. Yeah, like he's more defense. I, I mean, he's not super defensive, but I think he's he'd be an upgrade for them right now, you know, as a guy that they could put out there. Okay, he's going to defend the rim. He's going to get some blocks. He can stand a chance against some of the, the bigs of this league. I, I I would like that, yeah. But that's that's wishful thinking, I feel like, right now. That is. Yeah. Now, I mean, I don't think the Nets have actually the cap space to get him, but uh, do you think they can potentially go after Andre Drummond? Well, n- neither team could has the cap space. It would have to be a buyout, scoop them up for the bet minimum kind of deal. I, that's what I think. That both teams, and yeah, both teams are going to be in that for sure. Because you know, at this point, you know, we see it every year. The buyout market. They want to, you know, these veterans. They want to go to a place where, hey, I can get me one of these. I can get me a ringer, a, a ring, you know, on my finger. So, I just yeah, get I quick. I mean, see, that's that's the difference. That's that's the difference, man. I mean. I mean, it is today's league. That's the way it is. But yeah. it's still time when great players, you know, even they didn't win championship rings like Vincent. Yeah. And it used to it used to kill me because people used to use that against Jordan. They'd be like, well, that guy ain't got no rings. But mm-hmm. how bad can you talk about a guy like Carl Malone or John Stockton or Charles Barkley, Barkley yeah. or all those boys or Sean Payton or, mm-hmm. or uh, Sean Kemp? You talk about oh, for what Clyde Drexler didn't get a ring. Only why he got a ring. Cause he jumped on Hakeem Olajuwon's back uh, wagon. Yeah. So you look at all these guys and be like, man, that's a lot of great players that don't have a ring. Mm-hmm. Man. And I mean, today's game, I ain't gonna lie to you. By the end of a lot of these guys' career, they all gonna have one. I yeah. think Paul George will get one eventually. I think yeah, Westbrook you know, everybody wants to be a winner at some point. It would be yeah. nice, you know. It, it's I think an, Westbrook it's gets one eventually. I think John Wall. See, guys like John Wall, Westbrook, Bradley, you know, players that are great. Eventually, later on in their career, they're gonna jump on somebody else's team. Yeah, they'll win one eventually. Yeah, one of the no, Demarcus Cousins thought he was gonna get one. He did. He, he, he started a couple times, and it just it just added <laughs> to the stars for him, man. Yeah. But hey, 
Well, speaking of free agency, figured it'd be pretty fun today. Go ahead and take an early look at NFL free agency this year. Just as a look ahead, I know we've been talking a lot of hoops. We've been talking a lot of UFC. You know, we've been talking a lot of these other sports. So, you know, and, I, you know, I guess, you know, we did talk about, you know, the Super Bowl earlier this month, but it's been a couple of weeks. I, I miss it. I miss talking football, right? We do. So don't. Already that quick. But you look into the early, you know, candidates here for free agency. Um, so let's just talk about a couple of these guys where we think, that, you know, what we think might happen, uh, maybe possible landing spots, you know, if they don't re-sign with their current teams. So how about we started off with, uh, you know, let's start it off with one that might be a little, you know, might, might, might get a little messy. So let's talk about Dak Prescott for a minute here. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we got Dak Prescott coming in. He's, he's only 27 years old. Obviously, we know the the whole situation, you know, uh, the big injury that led to, you know, the ending of his season this past year. And the ending of the Cowboys season. The Cowboys, yeah, ending the Cowboys season. Cowboys always seem to franchise tag that man. And sure enough, you know, they were losing games even when he was going off. But they sure, they definitely, definitely lost games when he got hurt. Do you see Dak staying in Dallas? Or do you think they might let him go for him to go into uncharted waters? This actually is a really, you want to talk about a tough question. That's actually yeah. really tough. But. I'm going I'm to have to say I think he stays in Dallas, but against his own will. Here's why. Yeah. I sit here and think about what other team is really going to try to go after Dak that much right now. I think Dak is in the best situation that he possibly can be in as of right now. Um, he's with a great quarterbacks coach out of Mike McCarthy. But I'm going to say this. Dallas was sorry, not because of him. They were sorry because of that defense. That defense was giving up 30 points per game almost mm -hmm. felt like. I mean, and plus everybody kept talking about, well, look at Dak's not. Yes, I ain't going to lie. Dak did lead when he was playing. He led the league in yards and I believe touchdowns as well at the time. But the reason why, because they were always playing from behind. I mean, we all remember that miraculous Falcons comeback. We also remember when he literally almost came back against the Browns down 30-some points in yeah. the third quarter. So. These guys were constantly playing from behind, trying to catch the lead. Heck, when he, he got hurt against the Giants, it was because they were behind by two or three touchdowns. So I want to say that the, the Cowboys have the offensive weapons. They need to get him a defense. But see, what pisses me off is more of Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones keeps sticking his hands in the wrong freaking well, and he stick his hands in this one trying to push around and affect who should be starting that quarterback. Tell me, tell me, Jerry Jones, who other quarterback are you going to get? You drafted this man. You basically found him as a gem because he was a four-rounder. Yeah. Yeah. You basically got him as a gem because Tony Romo kept getting injured. If Romo get, don't get hurt, not saying he is still playing today, but you never know what the way things yeah, are going. Yeah, Romo. I mean, yeah, Jerry Jones loved him some Romo, man. He exactly. Really he probably would have convinced Romo to the to the depth, bro. But you gotta remember, Dak Prescott first year, thirteen and three playoff game, a playoff you hadn't seen in over twenty years. Then the next year, he wins you a playoff game. Then the next year, he wins you another playoff game. 
but congratulations, Jerry Jones. You stick your hand in the wrong wheel because when you won those Super Bowl in the 90s, how the heck can you let go of Jimmy Johnson after he just won back-to-back -back Super Bowls and you had to go get another uh, head coach? I forgot his uh, name, um, but he went and got another head coach. It was Randy something, but Randy wasn't Jimmy Johnson, and they could have won more Super Bowls. Jerry Jones is costing the Cowboys I mean, he's costing them wins. He's costing yeah, them potential yeah. wins. What's going on? And right now, I truly believe that Dak Prescott, in the whole overall complexion of things, is not, and I mean, not really want to be there, according to him and his brother, because I think his brother is slightly giving us details about, mm -hmm. I don't think the Cowboys really care for him like that. Yeah, I think Dak Hart is in Dallas, but I don't think Dallas heart is in Dak. So yeah. Um man, I just I so, just I feel like you're thinking you're thinking that it'll be another franchise tag situation, right? Yep, it'll be another franchise tag. Yep. That's what that's what I'm kind of leaning toward too. I know there's been talks about a possible extension, but it's just it's I'll believe it when I see it, you know, kind of thing. You know, Jerry can talk all this if he wants, but until I actually see the action behind it, it's just hard to trust him on that kind of stuff. And I know they they're gonna probably try to lowball him. You know that you know how they're going to do. They're going to try to offer him a, a lower contract. He ain't going to take it. They're just going to keep going back and forth. It's going to be a whole saga. But ultimately, I think it ends up being another franchise tag situation. They do got all the weapons. You know, he's got it's, it's it's just a QB's you know paradise. You know, normally they got a pretty good offensive line. I know it was kind of beat up last year, but they still have the pieces there. Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. You know, what I'm saying it just it just keeps going and so many weapons. It's just. You know, Michael Gallup, but I think he's coming up here soon, you know, on the on his free agency. I think – I don't know, he, he might be on this list. But, yeah, it just sucks. So, next up – so, Dak Prescott, we think he'll probably end up staying in Dallas on a uh, franchise tag. Next up – so, let's throw one in here that might be in the mix for Torres's team, one that was recently released from his team, his longtime team since he's been drafted out of Wisconsin, J.J. Watt. They ended up letting him go. You know, we hear about what teams are coming along the lines, calling for him. Of course, every, everybody and their mama is wanting to come for this man, right? But only yeah. certain teams have that draw. You know, we, you know, they talk. Some people say Tennessee. You know, he might want to go to Tennessee. Some people talk about Green Bay. There is a there, there's some allure there to play with their A Rod. You know, have a good squad there. They they need a guy like that. You know. You know, he could go ring chasing himself. You know, we could see him going for, you know, one of these teams that is in contention. And then, of course, you got to mention Pittsburgh Steelers, his brothers, right. his brothers playing there. You know, he's got he's got what, what's the what's the fullbacks name? You got TJ and then Jared you got Watt. There you go. And, you know, why not go and join the rest of your family? You know, have a good time. Make maybe, it easy. maybe win a championship. What do you think? Where do you think he ultimately ends up? I am not going to lie to you. The only reason why I am skeptical of him going to Pittsburgh is because we also have another all-pro defensive end on the other side with his name as Bud Dupree from Macon, Georgia himself. Bud Dupree is a top defensive end in the NFL, mm -hmm. top, top seven at least, end of discussion. Yeah. He is up there, and he makes plays. Only reason why I think really hurt us defensively later in the season, he tore his ACL, mm -hmm. and he was on and that, and then he was on his contract year. 
Yeah, so, so he's another one we can talk about. May as well knock yeah. him out right now as we as we're here. That's right. So I'm not gonna lie to you. The history of the Steelers, they really don't do guys dirty like that. They usually don't, they usually if they see potentially in you, they're gonna keep you. Well, um, but if if JJ White came, where is he playing? He ain't playing with TJ yet. If uh-huh. Bud Dupree comes back, I think they're gonna take the younger man over him, especially the way Bud Dupree has been having producting. Yeah, then you got inside, you got Casey Hayward. Hayward, yeah, and then you got um Alalulu. Heck, I mean, bro, I see him look and I'm like, man, we have a top four. I mean, we have a top three defensive line in the league already. Mm-hmm. You know where where you gonna play at, big man? You know, that's the only thing I worry about. I don't, yeah. I don't see where he fits in. That I mean, he could come in and try to play. The three technique and take out well or nose guard and take out Alalulu, but I don't think that's what he would like to do. He's an outside yeah. guy. Yeah. So, you know, where would he play? Uh-huh. You know, that, that's the yeah. question. That is tough. I didn't I didn't think about that. Yeah, I mean, you do got a lot of good guys there. I I, I mean, as much as I love Judge Y, I don't think he can you know, and not to say Bud Dupree is some coverage genius, you know, he he's mastered the coverage, but I don't see J.J. Watt really going out and covering the flats. You know what I'm saying? Or, or exactly. To, no. Yeah, so, like, I don't think he would fit that spot as well. Because, because what, y'all run, like, a 3-4, correct? We do. Just yeah, so, I mean, it, that, that, will, that will be the tough thing right there um, with it. So, you know, you make a compelling argument here about, you know, him possibly not going to Pittsburgh. So, so where do you think would be the best possible, you know, destination then? Um – see him really rain chasing like that mm-hmm. I, I don't i think he he obviously wants rain but i don't see him you know go rain chasing because i mean he easily can be like i'll take a minimum to go to tampa bay or can, well you know, another super bowl but i mean it's not thrown out of me no no know, yeah yeah i know i know but i don't see him doing that i think that's uh-huh. an easy way out i think I mean, I don't want because it's obviously it's not easy in the NFL. Nothing is easy, especially with 32 teams. Yeah. But it would be perceived that way because they already are the Super Bowl champs and they already got a bunch of weapons. They already got all this stuff and they already are top ranked defense. So yeah. adding him, I mean, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I think Green Bay, I mean, take yeah. him on back to his hometown. I think that is the best overall. That's a good, pick. yeah. Um, but then again, with the turmoil and the, the problems in Green Bay, I mean, it'll be no different than what's been going on in, than with the Texans. Yeah. I mean, yes, you might got Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers have some uh, arguments and or animosity between him and his head coach. And, but that's what Aaron Rodgers and anybody. So, yeah, for real. Seems I don't know, man. Seems that yeah, way. It seems that way. So, I'll, t- I'll, I'll throw in a dark horse. I'll throw in a dark horse here. We know, we know JJ Watt, Mr. America, you know, he's, he's, you know, holding the American flag as he comes out on the field, things like that. He's all about the troops and everything. Why not go to a team that we just talked about that needs defense, that's America's team in the Dallas Cowboys? I can, I can see it if the money is there. And, you know. Well, you know Jerry got the money. That's you what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I could see it. I could see, You can stay in Texas. You can play for the Cowboys. I could see that as a dark horse here, you know, as a potential suitor for J.J. Watt. You're right. No, you make a good point. I didn't think about it that way. Yes, they did a lot in Dallas Cowboys with Dallas Cowboys. That wouldn't be far fetched at all. Yeah, no. yeah. So let's uh let's move on. I to wanna, the, uh, go ahead. I, I also wanted to say something about this one. 
even though I know um, it's already been decided. But my thoughts since I was thinking about a quarterback, what about uh, Carson Wentz going to Indianapolis? Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, you know, I was I, – I mean, I was a little shocked about that. I mm-hmm, really was. Mm-hmm. I, I thought for sure the Chicago Bears were really going to get after him. Um, but do you have the same thing, letting go – the Colts letting go of Philly or Philly retiring? Yeah. They did do the quarterback. Do you think they went 11-5 last year? Do they do better? Do they stay the same or do they do worse? It is so tough to say, but part of me just kind of – I know it's, it's going to be I'm, – I'm not, I'm not going to be in the majority here. I'm, I'm going to choose to take a more optimistic standpoint for this. But uh, Frank Reich reuniting with Carson Wentz, you got to think they did do good together in Philly. <laughs> he is going to have, theoretically, a better offensive line, even though I know – Costanzo or whatever Anthony Costanzo is going to be retiring you know the left tackle it's really good but mm-hmm. you know they might be able to fill that in and they got Kelly and they have um um what's the what's the guard the Nelson right Nelson I mean yeah you I mean they, they, all pro they, offensive yeah I mean they got they still got some good offensive line they got a good offensive you know a head coach he seems to be pretty smart he's worked with them before the history's there what scares me is the decision-making on Wentz's part. He was holding the ball for way too long this past, you know, season. He was being just really frantic with picking out his spots, like, you know, when to throw it. He was taking chances when he shouldn't, and it was just – I don't know. It, it was just a weird way. It was a weird season for him. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to think that that they end up getting this right and that uh, Carson Wentz actually lights it up in Indianapolis. Now, 11-5, and five, if they have a good defense – I don't know. I could see them easily repeating that or uh, maybe going one one win more than that. I'll choose – like I said, I'm going to choose to go more optimistic on this. So you think they take it over the division from the Titans? I think there's a possibility they can do that. I mean, the Titans' defense did struggle this past season. That's what I'm that saying. That was one of their flaws. Yeah. But... And he can, mean, run, he can run a little bit more. Phillip Rivers, we knew that wasn't going to happen. Wins no, we knew that wasn't going to happen. I'm going to tell you this. Go ahead. I used to be a guy that was really high on Carson Wentz. I was. Too. I used to even make the case that Carson Wentz at one point was better than Matt Ryan. Um, yeah. I used to think you, that. You, at can, a point. you can make that case, yeah. Uh, but after these past two years, it has slowly been deflated. And I know he has he has had offensive line problems. I know that. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I know. That yeah. obviously affects the quarterback. I mean, hey, we just look at the Super Bowl. Yes, that surely affects the quarterback. But I do think Carson Wentz, to me, he – I don't like his decision-making, man. I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. He's back, he's back with the Frank Wright, the guy that didn't want a Super Bowl with the first time, um, you know, when they, he had his potential MVP season until he got hurt, that Brady eventually won. But – yeah. Man, if it weren't for that defense, I surely would take the under. But I'm going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take. They stay eleven and five. Okay. I don't really see them doing too much better. I really don't. I think this I, is. I think it's a slight upgrade from Philip Rivers. I mean, but but think about it this way too. You got another belt. You know, another year under the belt of that young running back from uh from Wisconsin. What Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan he, Taylor. He was starting to get his legs underneath him toward the end there. I mean. They they were seem to get things right with the running you know the running game and like you said the defense that's a good combination 
leads to less mistakes probably for Carson Wentz. I don't know. I, I think you could paint this away to where it looks very successful there in Indy. I'm going to say this. If I see him throwing interception after interception after interception, mm -hmm. I don't want to hear about the offensive line anymore. Because at this point, his yeah. offense, because some people used to think Carson Wentz used to hold the ball too long. Yeah. He, he really, I think there was some stat about quarterback um, uh, snap the throw uh, timing. And I think he was in the, well, the lowest of the top five. Mm -hmm. in, in the NFL this past season. And it would take him forever. Like, he wasn't a guy that was, like, quick zip. Like, Big Ben led the league. He was like, snap. But because it was a lot of short passes. Yeah. But Carson went holds that ball, man. Well, and, and, and uh, one more thing in his favor. You know, he did, for, for a while there, they were having to sign guys that nobody even heard of before at wide receiver just to come in and play because they were down so many guys. So, just to help him out a little bit, I mean, he'll have what T.Y. Hilton now, uh, pass, uh, that Pascal, whatever. Pascal. Uh, yeah, him. Um, uh, they got some others. I mean, what they they had the Michael Pittman from USC this past year. Uh, they drafted him. I mean, and some tight ends. You know, he likes those tight ends. You know, Jack Doyle, yeah. Trey Burton, those guys. So, I mean, Moali Cox. I don't know. I, I could see it, but I could see it maybe being something there. Yeah. They'll yeah. Be in yeah. So let, let's move on to – I'll put these two together. So we got two wide receivers here that are free agents this year, uh, two good ones, one of them being a Super Bowl winner, Chris Godwin, the other being Allen Robinson from the Chicago Bears. We got these two guys coming in as free agents, and you got to think, you know, who kind of needs these wide receivers? Who's willing to spend up possibly? Does Tampa Bay, you know, go the route of paying up to keep Godwin there? What do you think here? He's coming back. He's coming back. Mm-hmm. Well, was coming back. Coming back. Yeah, coming Evans, back. Evans did say, I think we mentioned on the show, Mike Evans did come out and say he's willing to take a pay cut to help bring more people back. That could be a way that that shifts around. If Brady, Brady signed a two-year deal, all right? Signed a two-year deal for 50 mil. Uh -huh. For these two years, Tampa Bay is going to pay every dollar that they got. Tampa Bay don't care if they go the next 20 years as a drought, as one of the worst teams in the NFL, they don't care because as long as Brady is in Tampa, they're going to spend every dollar that they have to make sure that they can at least get to the Super Bowl and or win it. Mm -hmm. And it, it reminds me very similar of when the Warriors in their run, when they were winning all those titles and they constantly had to pay the tax. Uh, the luxury the, tax. Yeah, the luxury tax. They were overflowing it. But as the as the general manager was saying, he was like, "Okay, when you win a championship after championship after championship, you ask yourself, is this luxury tax worth me winning this title?" Yeah, heck yeah, it is. I yeah. agree. So if I'm Tampa Bay, I don't care what it costs. If this guy helped me win the championship, I mean, Godwin made some clutch catches down the stretch. In Green Bay game, he made some phenomenal catches. Also in that New Orleans game, so. This man helped me win the Super Bowl. I need him back. Mike Evans, I need him. I need Gronk, A.B., I, I need them back. So there's no – look, I don't think Chris Chris Godwin is going to be leaving uh, Tampa. Allen Robinson, on the hand, other hand, yes, he probably leaves Chicago. Chicago mm -hmm. is a dumpster fire. I'm pissed at Chicago. Chicago yeah. is a – He's team. so good, too. He's so good. Every time they threw the ball to him, 
He catches it. He, he had one of the highest contested catch rates in the league. He's really a beast when he gets the ball, but it's just yeah. – I feel for the man. Blake, you go from Blake Bortles to Mitchell Trubisky, you know, and you deal with Nick Foles. It's just – it is rough. It is tough sledding for Allen Robinson, bro. That offense is about as boring as a man can watch. Bro, have you ever watched the Bears game? Yeah, it, yeah, the offense is rough to watch. Real it's rough. rough. It's so rough, bro. I watched two Bears games. I watched when they played Tampa Bay, fell asleep. I watched when they played Green Bay, fell asleep. Mm. That offense is just horrendous. Mm-hmm. And I mean horrendous. So when I look at certain things, I'm looking at Tampa Bay, I mean Chicago as this. Lord, they better thank God they got defense. Because they ain't have that. that. They'll be worse than the Jaguars. The Bears are awful, man. I'm, yeah. If I'm Allen Robinson, I'm leaving. I potentially can see him trying to go for a team. Um, he's on the younger end. He got a lot of good time left. What shocked me to see him go to a team like Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, help out Justin Herbert. I was thinking that. I was. I, I swear to you, I was just kind of thinking that. Yeah. Wow. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised about that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to go to um, – let me see. I mean, um, hey, I'll say this much. Belichick is going to have a ton of money to spend. Do you think he goes after a guy like Robinson? Uh, he could. I mean, but yeah. uh, it depends on what Belichick looking for, man. Yeah. The question is, who he getting at QB? That's exactly – yeah, you got to get that fixed first, right? And since we're on New England, I, I, I like how we can shift the topics. Oh, yeah, we can, man. Thought, thoughts on Cam Newton at the uh, camp. What's your thoughts on that Oh, kid? my God. The kid the kid that, yes. that was talking trash at him. I, I yeah. think it was all in good fun. I mean, you you know, you probably know this better than, than it. People are probably just taking this out of context. I don't know if he was – to be honest with you, Cam, Cam has probably been known to talk some trash from time to time. Yes. And, and, you know, they, they – you know, people, people like to – you know, say that it's okay, you know, to talk trash. But I don't know, when you put stuff in certain contexts, like, you know, just taking that video and putting it out there, people are going to be like, what? what's this kid doing talking like that? You know, he was probably just trying to be playful and funny. I I mean, obviously he's not in the right, you know, about it because, you know, Cam made, made it to the NFL. He won a national championship. He was the number one draft pick. He made it to a Super Bowl. Obviously the guy's accomplished. There's nothing you could take away from him on that part. I just think the kid was trying to poke fun, and, and people just took it took it the wrong way. Yeah, I can see that too. I'm not gonna lie; it's just trash talk, in my opinion. Yeah. He, he was just trying to talk trash. I mean, but kids the kid put out an apology today. So I saw that. <laughs> I mean, look, he said he'll let his competitive side get the best of him. Yeah, I'm say you don't say stuff like that to an NFL player that won Heisman MVP. Uh, yeah. One national championship, been to a Super Bowl. I mean, he don't make more money than you, probably your family don't have seen. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you, there's certain things you don't say to people like that. I'm just saying, I understand he is a free agent. I understand he has been playing that, but you were at his camp, but you should be I saying. Feel, I feel like one day we're going to see this kid either make it to a big college or a uh, NFL team, and that that clip's going to be played a few times. Kind of like how UGA, when UGA would play, they would always bring up. Jake from winning the Little League World Series they, they, every, they, time. They, every time, and I feel like that's going to be his mo. They're going to end up, they're going to end up playing that thing for this kid every game. I don't know. I just got this feeling from it. 
that same clip they have on ESPN every time he play on FC Network and play that same clip of him hitting the home run. And yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, he played baseball. I yeah. didn't know that. Fun that fact about funny. Jake Fromm, if you haven't heard of the other 10 times we've said it, he played <laughs> baseball. Yeah, they, they play that crap every time, man. Dude, I know. It's, it's so yeah. funny because they make it seem like it's new. Like, yeah, yeah we know the man's played baseball. Like, yeah, for real. some new stuff. Did, did y'all know he, he's actually really good at bowling? You know, do oh. you know stuff like that? Yeah. He actually is. We had a little competition. Uh, yeah, well, it was when we was in high school. Uh, me and Kiever and Tanner, we were hanging out with Leighton, and we had went bowling with Fromm. It was it was fun at the time. Uh, we had seen Fromm at uh, – and then we also saw Fromm at Waffle House. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we, we, we've we met on multiple occasions randomly. We used to go to Warner Robins every day. A, little, a lot of people don't know that, but after school, senior year, every day we used to go to Warner Robins. And just – I don't know why we would go to Warner Robins, but we would go to Warner Robins and uh, – Messing around with Leighton, and we will run to From. We'll run into uh, D one and D two all the time. Uh-huh. We're talking about trash talk. Oh my god! Oh my god! Trash yeah, talk. trash yeah. talk at another level. Yeah. Every time we meet them, Ivan Corbin, all those boys, trash talk on another level, man. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we we're cool now. But now when we do it, we always send. Look, every year it's so funny. Somebody sent out that one post of D one get caught on my neck. And it starts a Twitter war. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and then, or, or, you know, somebody will mention, well, the referee, you know, like somehow starts asking <laughs> And then we'll see a whole freaking, you know, somebody will start. And then and then you'll, you'll start seeing D1 saying, why are you why are you adding me? Why, why are you, are you adding me? In? This? Yeah, he's like, why are you? <laughs> he don't even want to hear it no more, dude. Dude's tired of yeah. it. All these all these other fans are, you know, they're, they're still, you know, ticked off about it. But. Uh, you, know, just like, hey, you, you know he mad. Look, look. Oh, yeah. uh, it, 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 it ain't gonna lie to you. It'd be funny. I'll be seeing him sometimes when I go to Georgia, Georgia Southern. And yeah. I see him a lot. You know, he dap up. We talk. and uh, Yeah, he was always he, a nice guy. Yeah. He, oh, he's a nice guy. I Overall, tutored him a time or two at, at Georgia Southern when I was a, a tutor for the, the athletes. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. yeah we always nice have fun. Yeah, he's a nice guy, man. He, yeah. he just, you know, it, look, at, at the time, you know, we ain't gonna lie. We were, we were robbed. We didn't yeah. like Hoko. We didn't like Hoko in anything. So uh-huh. we made sure. like, what, what was it? Somebody tore up some bleachers or something one time or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they tore up our bleachers when they came to our place. Yeah. And they still use that as a prop in their uh, student section. So, yeah. you know, but that just goes with robbery. Hey, and that goes back along with a kid being a kid with Cam Newton, like you said. You know, true. That's, I mean, what we do is what kids do, especially in high school, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's do some quick hitters real quick. We'll just I'll, I'll name out one. You tell me where you think he's gonna go. We'll we'll each take a take a shot at these. Uh, yeah, and I do think Allen Robinson. I, I don't know. For some reason I I don't know. The L.A. Chargers did seem like something. You know, like they I could just see them sp- spreading everything out wide. You got Keenan Allen in the slot. Mike Williams out here. Allen Robinson out here. Letting Herbert just air it out. I think that would be freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and better weather and everything like that. But it's, you know, we did mention, you know, you did mention that Tampa Bay is going to open up the pocketbook, you know, open up the wallet. Shaq Barrett and Levante David are also upcoming free agents. So they're going to have to end up doing that too, right? They're coming back. Coming back, back. coming back. So here's some quick ones. Let's go, let's go. So Aaron Jones for the Packers, running back. He's leaving. He's leaving. Wow, wow. Because, I mean, I know they got Jamal Williams. And, they got uh, Jamal Williams, yeah. Which is A.J. Dillon, I believe. Yeah, A.J. Dillon, yeah. I th- he's leaving. 
Eric Jones. Mm-hmm. Wow. They, they got the running backs to keep it going, sadly, but yes, he is. Wonder, wonder where he goes. That would be – how about – here's one for you. Maybe the Buffalo Bills, who are in desperate need of a decent running Ooh, back. Ooh, not a bad – well, they got Singletary, though. No, no, I mean, no. but even when Singletary was there, it was just okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't, like, world-beating numbers. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I feel like a legit, legit back might be something. All right. That's not bad. I like that. All right. Um, Kenny Galladay from the Lions. With Stafford going, I think he leaves. Yeah. I think he, uh, unless the Lions bring in a quarterback that does something, I think he leaves. Uh-huh. I think well, – They got Jared Goff. He, he probably won't play with Jerry Goff. They might. They, I don't know. They, they might be willing to spend the cash to keep him there. I could see that, or I could see a situation where Allen Robinson leaves the Bears, and to replace him, I think they might go and try to get a guy like that. Where they, yeah, open I can see there. him go to the Bears, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Cross divisional action. Okay. Uh, Hunter Henry from the Chargers. He Tied stays. In. I think he stays. Uh, he has a lot of upside potential. Um, you know, he's just getting a good quarterback now. Um, I. I think he stays. I think he yeah. he he rides the um uh, he rides the Justin Herbert train. Okay, I think I already know the answer to this one from your Steelers. Oh, Juju, Juju Smith Schuster. Do y'all pay up or do y'all try to work this like how y'all normally get these guys to the draft? Juju, like I keep saying, people kill me crazy. Juju is that. It's that piece, man. You don't necessarily need all the stats to do it, but he is that piece, that tough, hard-nosed thing that you need on offense. Mm-hmm. Speculation that been going on with Big Ben. I need. We need to keep him, man. I need some yeah. type of. I need that leader. I don't need my next leader to be Chase Claypool because he just had a rookie season. I want my yeah. guy who's been here for a minute. Give me Juju, bro. Yeah, I, th- I feel like he'll end up staying. He's a, he's a big part of that franchise. Um, I, I think he'll end up somehow staying. All right, what about uh, another wide receiver that had a big year? Will Fuller from the the ten- Texans. Yeah, the Houston Texans. Um, I could see one of these bad teams just really paying up. I can see that. Hey, I can see him. I can see him probably going to the Browns. Really? Uh, I can see him probably trying to – yeah, I probably can see him trying to go to the Browns or the Ravens, get on one of those teams. Yeah, I can – now that you say Ravens, I don't know, man. That that, that, actually, that actually sounds like a decent fit there. Wow. I, can, I can see that. I can really yeah. see that. Him trying to get one of him and Brown together. Yeah. Um, You know, all those boys. And uh, Bryant, uh, you know, Des Bryant. So, yeah, yeah, I can, yeah. I can see that. All right, well, uh, here, last one, last one, and then we'll move on to uh, our Lewis and Blades recap. Richard Sherman, is it the end, or who's going to take a shot on this guy to, you know, keep him around? I know he battled injury all this last year. Is this the end for him? That's tough. That's tough, Tyler. I'm not going to lie to you. I really don't see who would want him right now like that, unless he goes to – I don't see 49ers keeping him. I don't. Yeah. I don't I yeah. don't think they they really want him. Oh uh, that's tough. That's tough. That's a that's a tough one. I'll throw one out there. Team, I'll though. throw one out there that had a hard time at cornerback this year. I'll go Tennessee Titans. Maybe want that veteran to come in that can make a little bit of impact, maybe give him another chance. Not a big deal, but just enough, you know, 
maybe help out on that defense. That's what I, I can think. see that. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. So we know that Blades versus Lewis came out. Both of us, I'm kicking myself, man, for, for you know, taking Blades as well. Both uh, of us think Blades too, here. We laid out the game plan, right? We laid out the game plan. Blades, all you got to do is take this thing to the ground and you win this, right? And sure enough, we get in there. Man, don't take them down. It was it was really they were dancing around for the longest time. You know, it was it was just them kind of feeling each other out. They were. And Blade Blades was winning it. You know, he was winning this. Piecing fight. them up. He was piecing them up. He was he wasn't doing bad. He wasn't getting on the ground, but he was piecing them up. And sure enough, you know, it looked like you know what is Lewis doing? Lewis is just like taking these shots. Sometimes he was just kind of, and sh- and sure enough, post fight or you know, post fight he comes out and says, "I was waiting for this moment the whole fight." He was waiting for Blades to try to shoot and grab him. And as soon as he'd do it, give him that Ooh. uppercut, right? And and homeboy nailed him and he stiffened up, bro. So bad. He not he, he knocked him out bad, bro. What what were your thoughts? Instant thoughts on that one. Well, for one, I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna stand by it. Curtis Blade, you cost yourself the fight. You could have sat there and just Leg kick for one. I thought Derek Lewis about to break his leg. Like the, the way Bright Blaze kept kicking his leg and he was almost tripping and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Blade Derek Lewis was only throw, gonna throw for the next five or the next four rounds. He was only gonna throw probably 15 punches in each round, if that much. I if think at the end of the first, wasn't it significant strikes 21 to five or something like that? Bro, three. You are four. You got to remember, he only landed seven shots. Oh, my God. He only landed seven punches the whole fight. Two of them was when he was sleeping. Next level. So, you take away the uppercut and the two that was when he fell on his neck. Oh, my God. He only landed four punches before that uppercut. So, if this man only landed four punches on me, I only landed over 20. Plus, he even had Lewis rocked at one point. Yeah, Lewis rocked at one point. Yeah, yeah. Why in the world are you like? I don't get it, man. I, yeah. I don't, you know. And plus, as my coach always say, when you're going for a takedown, you must set it up. He just went straight for a takedown. He did. He he didn't. He didn't. Set I, it up. I noticed that about you. You'll go. You'll you'll throw one and then shoot for it. And then and, yeah, and no, he like, did, he just went right for it. He didn't set it. You're right. He didn't set it up. Wow. You don't, you don't, you never, I coach always preach that too, is you never do something without setting it up because if you go straight forward, then they, that's easy to counter. Really? If I see you a wrestler and all you're going to do is shoot at me from a distance because in wrestling, most people, when you shoot, you shoot with your hands on them because you're wrestling. It's different. Mm-hmm. But when you, you never, as, even in wrestling, unless you're down by a bunch of points, you never shoot from a distance. Yeah. You have to set it up. Blaze did not set it up. He shot from a distance. He thought, oh, man, this man has very bad defense, uh, takedown defense. I'm going to shoot from a distance, and it cost him. Because that's when actually things like, yes, an uppercut. Yes, a knee to the face. Yes, getting kicked on the way to – stuff like that happens when guys don't set up the takedown. You can't just shoot. You have to set it up. That's the number one thing. So if y'all ever see me just shoot, mm-hmm. y'all slap me because I shouldn't be shooting. I should be setting it up. So, yes, that calls Curtis Blades. And, yes, it makes the heavyweight division really interesting because Stipe got Francis, and I am still uncertain on who the heck wins that mess. For real. Then after that, 
the winner of Francis and Nagano, the champion, fights John Jones. Then after that, bro, it gets juicy then. It gets juicy then. So it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. UFC getting good. Just know in two weeks, we get to see an incredible card uh, with Israel versus Jan. Yeah. Uh, Aldermaine Sterling versus uh, Peter Yan, uh-huh. Amanda Nunes, um, and her murder uh, victim. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's the best way to set it up, man. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of other good fights, especially on the prelims. So mm-hmm. it's going to be really good. It's going to be a really Heck, I think um, um, the boy he's fighting, um, Sean O'Malley. He's ah. on the card. Wow. He's on two six. I don't know if he's on this card or Francis Nagano card. I have to go back and check it okay. out. Okay. Okay. But he he will be fighting this month, so that's gonna be really fun. Wow. Yep. Yeah, man, yeah. that'll be freaking crazy. I like watching O'Malley, bro. I I mean, even though I, I was pretty upset when he lost, like I was I was pretty upset about that because I hated the way it went down for him. I just yeah. I, I like watching him fight. He's very um you know he's, he's just entertaining. Guy. He's very entertaining to watch. Uh, yeah, he'll be on the he'll be on the Miocic and Ganu card. Just look. Oh, okay, okay. He'll be on there with Volkanovski versus Ortega, Woodley Ooh, versus. Oh, that's a really good fight. Yes. Vincent Vincent Lequeu, Luke, something like that, and Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida. Okay, yeah, that's a really good fight. Yeah, yeah. So I figured, you know, we may as well go ahead while we're on this discussion. Um, how about we pick our winner for Cyril Gan versus Jarzinho Rosenstrike? This weekend, I know I'm Zero. throwing this on you last minute. I know I'm throwing this. Give on me gone. Give me gone. gone. Oh, not even any hesitation. He not just... even hesitation, bro. The way I let me tell you something. Like they say, when you get knocked out once, you get really hesitant on how you fight. We saw that with Rosa Strike last fight when he fought Junior De Santos. Mm-hmm. It took him an hour to be like, bro, go at the man. Yeah, that's the way you've been fighting the entire time. The only reason why he got scared to do that. It's because when Francis Ngannou knocked him out with no technique in less than 10 seconds. So, I mean, that does change the way that you fight. But still, Rose, I don't think Rose Strike has recovered yet from that uh-huh. Ngannou knockout. I think it's still lingering in the back of his head. And Gunn right. is an up-and-coming prospect who will look really good. Give me Gunn. His kickboxing is on a whole nother level, man. Give me Gunn. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to go opposite. Uh, and I'm not just going for the sake of it. I, I really do think he's got what it takes. I mean, you look at both of their last fights. What was it? Both of them actually in their last fight went against Junior Dos Santos. Mm-hmm. And they both won. Who would have thought, right? Because Junior Dos yeah. Santos just isn't Junior Dos Santos anymore. From what y'all tell me. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, both of them ended up, you know, winning their, their matchups against him. It was gone with an elbow, like the TKO. And it looks like Rosenstrike, right hook to ground and pound. So yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go with the more dangerous guy here. Maybe I can learn a lesson from this. I, I mean, I guess I guess that's wrong to say that, but I I mean, I guess if you look at it, you know, if I'm learning a lesson from this past weekend, the the dangerous guy may have been Lewis because just because that power. I think Rosenstrike possesses that same type of power with his shots. You gotta, I mean, look, you go back and look at his knockouts. When he hits you, you feel that. Like, you legit. You go like, down. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And I think at any moment in this fight, it's liable to happen, bro. Like, it's just – it's it's in the realm of possibilities. 
I just think Gunn is so technical. He's too technical. That's the only thing I I, I recognize. Gunn kickboxing, mm. bro. His kicking, bro. I know, but but really, outside of Dos Santos, who have we seen him really fight? That's true. That's what he I'm saying. Like the, the experience just ain't there. I mean, Rosenstrike, you at least got Arlovsky, uh, Overeem. You know, he's fought in Ghana, even though it didn't take long. And then, you know, both of them did Dos Santos. But I don't know. I just think Rosenstrike's been there, done that a little bit more than um, than this young fellow. That's going to be really interesting to see. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going like right now, from what I'm seeing, uh, Gone is at minus 285. He's the favorite here. It, but I just think that's a, that's a bit too heavy in his favor. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go Rosenstrike here. I feel decent hey. about that. All right. Well, give me Gone. Gone. Give me yeah. Gone for this one, baby. Yeah, may as well. All right. So anything else you want to cover here before we end the show? Oh, uh, no, nah, brother. I think we had a real good show today. Oh, yeah. Plenty of so. stuff. Plenty of stuff mm-hmm. covered. Yes, yes. Well, you know. Hey, we'll y'all be- keep watching football. FCS football is on. UTC play this Saturday. So y'all oh, go really? Who, who are they playing? Wofford. Wofford. Wofford at home. So I'm going to try to be at that game and see what's up. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've been seeing some football going on. Just not, you know, I haven't been seeing a whole lot about it. But, man, all right then. But, yeah, well, we'll uh, – well, guys, it's been a great episode. Thank you guys so much for listening in. Continue to show that support. You know, like, share, subscribe on all the social medias. You know, give us those subscriptions over there on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Give us a follow over there on Twitter at the TNT Podcast and on Instagram at TT underscore podcast. We appreciate all the support you guys give us. Continue to blow it up. We love it. We love it. So, guys, thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Boom, boom.